Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about hidden restriction and why you binge eat when things are going seemingly well. Sometimes I'll be working with someone for a time and things seem to be going really well. Then I'll get an email and this person has had a binge eating episode and they don't know why. Now it's no secret that binge eating comes from restriction and in my program, there are no restricted foods, no counting calories or macros and no weighing things out. So this can seem to come out of nowhere. But the reality is, there is always something deep down that is triggering this behavior. This looks a lot like food thoughts showing up where they hadn't before, or they haven't in a long time. Nudges to eat all day, an urgency around food, not wanting a meal to end, and feeling afraid of certain foods or just feeling afraid of eating in general. This can be overwhelming and it kind of feels urgent. So after a period of white knuckling, you might feel like you need an immediate escape. That escape is of course food. And after some mental gymnastics, you think that if you just eat something, this will stop. So you eat a handful of something, usually dry cereal, nuts, you know, something that's on the counter, whatever, and it doesn't do it. Then you eat another handful of something and nada. And then after going back a few times and skimming for more food, you reason with yourself that you're just being ridiculous and you should sit down and eat a meal. Then you do and you get full, miserably full. And that often still doesn't do the job. Even if it does, you then spend the rest of the day in pendulation between berating yourself, feeling guilty, promising yourself to do better tomorrow, and wondering what the heck you're even doing. And it just kind of feels like crap. There's a lot of shame that goes with it. And at this point, you're feeling like a failure because things were going so well. And now you're over here sabotaging yourself yet again, and you can't figure out the trigger. Since you actually aren't dieting anymore, You don't know what's wrong with you. You must be broken. You must be a loser that will never get this right. Now, there's a lot that I'm glossing over here, and I know that, like the feelings that come along, namely all of the shame, the secret eating, the hiding, and that is a conversation for another day. And if you want to dive a little bit more in on that, check out episode seven that I recorded with Leslie Hooper. It's a great one. But today we're going to say focus on these hidden triggers and the hidden reasons why you might be binge eating when things are um, just moving along pretty smoothly. So I'd argue that just because the most common reason to binge is food restriction doesn't mean that it's the only reason you can be restricting in other ways. So let's break it down. What does restriction actually mean? Well, the Oxford definition is the limitation or control of someone or something or the state of being limited or restricted. That's pretty simple, right? It's a limitation or control of someone or something 
the state of being limited. Of course, restriction, by definition, doesn't say anything about food, but food tends to be one of those major things that we restrict because, hey, we're chronic dieters. Why not? So we immediately think about food, but what else could you be restricting here? I'm going to go over a few things that commonly come up. This is not an exhaustive list. Of course, they could be a little bit different for you. It could have a range of other topics that come up and I would love to hear about them. So shoot me a message if something else comes up for you in the middle of hearing all of this. One of the most common is pleasure. If eating was your only source of pleasure before or your main source of pleasure before and now you're eating in a hunger directed way, which is how I coach, then you might feel like you're restricting your pleasure though you aren't actually restricting any foods and maybe you're eating brownies with your breakfast and you're finally willing to eat potato chips at lunch, you still can be feeling like you are restricted from pleasure because that pleasure is something that you were able to do on a whim and you can't eat on a whim anymore because you aren't hungry on a whim most of the time. You're hungry at pretty typical intervals throughout the day. If you just feel like eating and now you are like well I'm not hungry I don't feel this in my stomach so I'm not supposed to be eating right now that can feel restrictive another area is entertainment if you were used to eating for entertainment and now you're bored you might feel like you're being restricted by taking away your entertainment or entertainment. If there are certain situations where let's say you're sitting on the sofa and you're used to eating popcorn on the sofa at night or certain times of day that you're used to entertaining yourself or distracting yourself from things that maybe you don't want to do, that can feel like restriction. You're restricting yourself from the thing that makes you happy throughout the day or entertains you or keeps you busy And that leads me to the next thing, which is your safeguards. We all have these safeguards up that kind of protect us against doing things that maybe feel dangerous or unsafe or that we don't want to do. And most of these things are in our heads, right? There are very few things that are unsafe for us to do in our general day-to-day life. But mentally, things that we are stressed out about or that bother us or that feel like giant tasks can feel unsafe. And so when we talk about our safeguards, we're talking about safeguards against productivity and things that we would more rather not do. For example, if you were anxious about something or procrastinating, you might have given yourself something more important to do before, like eating, as a way to put it off. It was the permission you needed to avoid hard things or the permission to take a much needed break that you would feel too guilty just to take for the hell of it, right? Who wants to just sit on the couch and take a break when they need it because then you have all this commentary in your head that you should be more productive, you should be doing this and that, you could be doing two things at once, why are you just sitting there? But the reality is humans need breaks and if you are used to using food as an excuse to give yourself a break and now you actually just have to take one, that can feel like restriction. When you take your safeguards away, you might feel an urge to go back to that, to go back to eating because you haven't trained yourself to take any real breaks. That urge paired with the intensity of the emotion can create a desire to binge eat. Now, why would you binge eat instead of just eating something? Well, because you already feel out of control. 
you already feel like you've lost the battle, you already have this mental commentary that you're somehow failing. And because stopping means immediately dealing with all of those feelings of failure and disappointment, that seems too hard in the moment to do. So we start to eat and then we don't want to stop eating because we don't want the meal to end. When the meal ends, when the pleasure ends, or when the task at hand, which in the moment is just eating, ends, then you have to feel all the feelings that come with it. So it's much more appealing in that moment to continue to eat. The solution is to set a timer. The time itself is actually arbitrary. It depends on what you're avoiding. But for ease, let's just say 10 minutes. Dive into the task that you're avoiding for 10 minutes and then promise yourself a 10 minute break when you're done. Whether you are going to scroll on social media or you're going to go outside, whatever it is, give yourself 10 minutes and use that break as a reward for getting over the hump, for taking some action and getting something done. Even if it isn't done perfectly or you need to come back to it, if you have set up a new system where you act on things that you need to act on and then you get a reward for it, with regularly scheduled breaks, you're going to become more productive, you're going to be able to take faster action because you know the reward is coming. And by the time you get over that cycle of taking action, getting it done, giving yourself a break, that urge to binge is going to be greatly diminished. And it's probably going to be replaced with a feeling of accomplishment and relief. Now you can build these breaks into your day regularly by creating blocks of time. What works really well for me is to set up a two hour block of time where I work. And then I allow myself 10 minutes or so where I go and walk around outside or I give myself a break and then I come back for another block of two hours. And that just lets me reset and recharge and I become much more productive than if I'm sitting at my computer working for hours after hours after hours. And then eventually I'm just not as good at coaching. I'm not as good at receiving the information and offering up more of myself. So I value these little breaks and I know that it will work for you too. And don't you dare tell me that you are too busy and you have to work all day long and straight through your lunch break and all of this, because if so, then we have a boundary issue, whether it's a boundary issue in your workplace or a boundary issue with yourself or people pleasing, something needs to give there because as humans, we all need to be able to take a little bit of time here and there so that we can be more productive and we will get more done. So in that same vein, you may be restricting from something that you want to do, but you haven't figured out how to do it whether it's mom guilt, workload, fear of failure, or whatever story you're telling yourself. Sometimes there are these things that we really want to do that we don't do. This can feel like hidden restriction. You are restricting something from your life that is important to you. Your life might feel out of control. Or if someone else would just, you know, do the laundry for once, or they could do the cleaning, or they could take on some of these tasks, then you could go and have a day shopping or finally get a massage or take some time to yourself. Or if you're listening to this in real time, you know that we've had a lot of lockdowns around the world right now because of COVID-19. Sometimes it feels like life is out of control and you're not allowed to have your social circle or you're not allowed to go out and do some of the things that you've wanted to do. And that feels like someone is restricting you. You may come to realize that you've put your needs on the back burner and you've done it yet again to make someone else's life easier. You've said yes to things you didn't want to say yes to and you're just restricting your own self-care and your own needs. 
Another one that comes up pretty common is that you are feeling the need to reward yourself. This ties back to the pleasure piece that I talked about earlier, because if you don't have another source of pleasure, food may become your reward for everything. Of course, this could go way back to childhood, right? If you clean your room, we'll go get ice cream. If you've been trained to reward yourself with food, then even being successful at hunger-directed eating can feel like something that needs to be rewarded with a day off from eating for hunger. Of course, it's the natural way to eat, but if you have been so trapped by diet culture and food rules, then your brain might look at this as more food rules instead of unlearning all the rules that you have. And so you may feel like you're going to need a break because it's hard work to do this too. So if you get to that place where you feel like you need to reward yourself with food and you need a day off and you start taking that day off with munching and snacking around the house, maybe you're having less structure over the weekend and that's what's triggering this cascade of just munching and nibbling and eating whatever, eventually that guilt sets in because logically you know it's not helping you. Logically, you know it's against what you're trying to do, the new habits you're trying to build. And when that starts to show up and you start to feel that, then you might get some anger that comes up that comes with having to stop because of the stupid guidelines, because of the stupid eating for physical hunger. You might get a little bit of a rebellious streak and say, screw this, I deserve a break. I've done really well and all it takes is one day to ruin it, then what is even the point? This is dumb. And then you go and eat all the things. A food reward turns into a food binge because you feel like you have already somehow messed up and you know you're just going to start over tomorrow or on Monday or whenever you feel like it. Or heck, you can always go back to dieting, right? Another one is restricting your feelings. This one might seem obvious to some of you. Others may have never heard this before. Again, back to childhood. Don't cry. Here's a treat. Don't be sad. Here's a treat. Scrape your knee. Take this lollipop. Of course, soothing our emotions with food is about as human as it gets. We learn this very young, but children actually stop eating when their feelings have softened and adults tend not to. We think that if some is good, more is better. And beyond that, our adult problems tend to actually need some solutions. This is not just about hurt feelings that go away or a scrape that's going to ease up really soon. Most of us didn't learn anything about sitting with our emotions and processing them, partly because they made us feel better with treats and partly because we were told to toughen up, zip it up and get over it. Regardless, we eat until we can't feel anything at all. We eat until we are numb to anything emotional and the real pain is now tangible. It lives in our body. It makes sense to feel that painfully full stomach because we know what caused it. This is less scary than a hard conversation, a breakup, asking for more time or money or to match your value or to admit that you've sold yourself short for far too long and you're just unhappy. This pain in your stomach is temporary and real, and it's all you can focus on now. And the real source of your pain is hidden again underneath the food. You don't have to look at it. You don't have to see it because you have created a distraction through physical pain so that you don't have to focus on emotional pain. 
And last but certainly not least, you were restricting something that you wanted to eat. Now, I know that we just said that you weren't restricting any foods, but come on, let's be really freaking honest here. I work with people primarily who have dieted for decades. Erasing that good food, bad food mentality is pretty hard work, and everyone seems to want to hack the system. So even though you were allowing yourself to eat all the things, ice cream for breakfast, not a bad idea. Most of you are still bringing your diet brain to the table, thinking that if you just do this the healthier way, it'll go faster, and then you will lose the weight faster, and then you can go back and like fix all this emotional garbage that lives in your brain. But the truth is you cannot hack the system. If you are serving yourself diet-sized portions just to say that you're working through some of these triggering foods, but the reality is you're not satisfying yourself at all, you're going to eventually go back to the same binge eating behaviors that you had before because you are still restricting yourself. You still don't trust yourself around these foods and you're still trying to eat less and diet your way through a problem that dieting will never solve. This fear that you will blow up overnight, gain a bunch of weight, and turn into an out-of-control cookie monster is always going to be looming, and you have evidence of this because you've done it every time you've quit a diet. The trust is broken. Of course, the irony is that when you finally realize that you love cookies, but you actually don't love to eat them all in one sitting because, let's face it, binging is miserable. It doesn't feel good. You're going to stop eating them all in one sitting. You won't have the weight swings that you're so afraid of because you're going to learn to eat these things in a way that is no longer triggering to you because you're no longer restricting them. You know that you don't have to start over tomorrow or on Mondays because you can have a cookie at every meal if you really, really want to. So on the surface, binge eating is often triggered by trying to adhere to a perfect diet and avoid sugar or carbs or whatever diet is popular that week. The reality is that it's so much more. It's about perfection. It's about playing small. It's about distraction, self-punishment, fear. These things don't wave a flag and let us know that they're here. They sneak into our psyche. They build over time. It's a slow drip until they're no longer willing to be ignored. And then they show up in a big way. The most obvious place to look when we can't find the answer on our plate is in our minds. What thoughts are dominating your life right now? What is coming up over and over again? Who are you comparing yourself to? How are you holding yourself back? What are you holding yourself back from? What is that inner critic showing up to tell you over and over again that you keep shushing and pushing away or listening to and letting it drive your life decisions. If this is ringing true for you today, I'd love to hear what you come up with. When you answer those questions above, share your story on social media and tag me. Shoot me a private email or a DM and let me know. And if you feel like this is you, but you don't know what to do about it, you don't want to do it alone anymore, you've tried all the things, let's talk about how I can help you beat this through coaching. That's all I have for you today. I hope you found this helpful. 
If you did, it would be so cool if you could rate and review the podcast so I can continue to grow and keep putting out this content for you each week. Until next time, bye.